0: So, yesterday, we went to the grocery store last night. So, actually, it started on Thursday night. We had to go get a couple things. And Danny was like, should we just go to the grocery store tonight? And I was like, no, it's already whatever time. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's just go home. We can go to the grocery store tomorrow. So, we get to this grocery store last night and walked in. And I was like, what (laughs) is going on here? There's nothing that, like... Mm -hmm. Everything was gone. Luckily, we got most of the things that we normally get. Yeah. Except there's no bananas. Fucking like none in the whole store. And I was like, what is going on here? And we're talking to the produce guy. And he's like, yeah, Portland is out of bananas. <laughs> he's like, nowhere has any banana." <laughs> I didn't. I went grocery shopping and there was none at Fred Meyer. Really? Yeah. I can't. I there's like, n- Sage got some earlier in the day though, <laughs> oh, so we're the, one of the few people in Portland. That's nice. Yeah. No, I was like, I was like, these people. What are they doing? Like, oh my gosh, there's an impending two-day snowstorm. We have to get all the. Pot- <laughs> I'm really gonna need some potassium. <laughs> I was gonna say Portland- Portlanders love potassium. I love potassium. It w- it's what drives them. Oh gosh, what was that song called? Uh- yes. We, we have, have no, no bananas. bananas. <laughs> we have no bananas today. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, hello. 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 How are you? <laughs> um, they can't respond. <laughs> welcome to That Broad's Got Moxie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Episode ooh. two. Two. Dose. I'm Kiana. I'm Cassie. And, you know, here's Danny. Danny's in the room. Danny's in the room. She's doing her thing. Yeah, how are you? How was your day? It's snowing outside. Yeah. It is. I took the bus here. Took the bus. Because... Have a bus pass. We'll travel. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> drive in the snow. I'm true <laughs> Portlander down to my heart. It's a true story. They're terrible. I'm not. I'm great <laughs> at it. You know, South Dakota. This this is what we do. We drive in it six six months out of the year. That sounds like um. Hell. <laughs> it's it's not great. It's not great. Doesn't sound like heaven. No, no, it's a pretty bad time. That's why I moved here. God damn it it showed up here too. Um Damn that climate change. Damn that climate change. But it's cold outside. What do you mean there's global warming? Anyway. <laughs> No laughs on that one, guys. None. It was too real. It was too... Sorry. Sorry. Got got too real for everybody. Uh. Okay. I'm going first, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. We're All right. switching off. Ooh. Who is it? Who is it? Who, who is, is it? Okay. The broad with Moxie that I'm talking about today is Zaha Hadid. Do you know who Zaha Hadid is? No. The... The name sounds familiar, but now that I'm... Okay. I'm garbage trash. You said Hadid. <laughs> and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Bella Hadid in no. the... Well, the other one. What's her sister's name? <laughs> Gigi? Yeah. I was thinking no. Gabby. No. Gabby? Yeah. I, Hadid? That's... No, because I was oh. wrong. I knew oh. <laughs> it. But you said Hadid, Very and I was confused. like, oh, that sounds real familiar. <laughs> yes. Sounds no. familiar. No relation. Thank goodness. Um... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, okay, so Zaha Hadid is, she's an architect. And I was trying to think of, like, a, a title. She's the first woman and one of the youngest people to ever win what is called the Pritzker Prize. Which is, like, it's essentially, like, the Nobel Prize, yeah. but for architects. So, she's incredible. She's the one. She's the one. <clears throat> so I got all this information from a couple different websites, like from Zaha-Hadid.com, which is her, like, um, her com- her company's uh, website, and uh, thefamouspeople.com. And then <laughs> um, I watched a documentary called Zaha Hadid. And it's by Corrine Roy, which is funny because it was in French. And I was like, oh, I'll just listen to this while I'm at work.
1: Oh. <laughs> and then I was
0: like, nope, can't do that because I can't understand any of it. Yeah. You're learning. I'm I'm learning, but I still get and, and have, and it. <laughs> They're all the same sound. So I can never tell what I'm saying. So anyway. Zaha Hadid. She was born on October thirty first, nineteen fifty. She's a Halloween baby. Um, she's also a Scorpio, so. Yay! <laughs> Watch yourself. You're in a room I'm with two of them. I'm Bum. sorry. <laughs> um, she was born in Baghdad, Iraq. So her father, Muhammad, was an industrialist slash economist and a politician. Uh, he was a co-founder of the democratic party in Iraq and, um, her mother, and I'm probably going to say this name wrong. I did look it up phonetically. Um, it's Wajiha Al sabunji I think that's right. That's what it said. It on sounded Google. right. Thank you. She was an artist. Zaha came from a very well-educated, liberal-oriented, like, toward Western multiculturalism Mm -hmm. type family. She's from a a Sunni Muslim family. Yeah, so just very, (coughs) very progressive. Very, like, you know, forward-thinking, wanting to, like, have a little bit of everything and be very global and experience a lot of things. Yeah. And Zaha learned to draw from her mother. During her early childhood, she attended a progressive Catholic school, which included Muslim and Jewish students, and had eccentric nuns that, <laughs> that Zaha um, enjoyed being in class with. So all of these, all these Catholic girls are going to... <laughs> that was my stomach. Um, Sorry. We just had a rumbling that happened in here. We just ate burritos and Kiana is making. My stomach was digesting. We're digesting. Where was I? The nuns. Eccentric nuns. The nuns. Eccentric. 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 (laughs) We're going to get it this time. Eccentric nuns were great. So the Catholic girls would all go to chapel. The Jewish and the Muslim girls were like, we get extra recess. Loved it. Good time at Catholic school. Progressive Catholic school. Progressive. Uh, at 11, 11 years old, she was 11. Nobody gets that, but these two will get it, and it's funny. I'll tell you all about it later. At 11, she already knew she wanted to be an architect. Damn. She's like, I was just, like, in outer space and knew I was going to be a professional And she went to these, like, Sumerian ruins on a a holiday with her family once Mm -hmm. and saw the landscape and these ruins and she's like, this is incredible. I want to create. I shall build. I shall build (laughs) on this spot. (laughs) She knew. She knew. She knew. After high school, she studied mathematics at the American University in Beirut, Lebanon. And in 1972, she moved to London to attend the Architectural Association. So while she was studying mathematics, she's like, I know I need to know this stuff, but I'm really good at thinking about buildings. So... (laughs) She went to this architectural (laughs) school to really hone in that focus. I'm really good at thinking about buildings. I love buildings. I see them. I think about them. I don't see them. I think about them. I'm in one. I'm thinking thinking about about it. Buildings are my life. Buildings, hashtag, are my life. By 1977, she received her degree along with a special diploma prize. Don't know what that is, but it sounded good. Was it, like, honors? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And she began working with the Office of Metropolitan Architecture. So she worked with them, was designing with them for three years, and then in 1980 started her own practice called Zaha Hadid Architects. Hmm. Dot com? Dot com. (laughs) (laughs) Which now, um, you know, 30... Almost 40 years, almost 40 years later, employs over 350 people. Uh, Damn. Which is wild. Is she still alive? She is not. Oh. Spoiler alert. Oh. She's not. Okay. (laughs) That's Uh, too bad. uh, (laughs) R.I.P. Let's see here. To kick off her moxie, she (laughs) just, like, went crazy designing all these things And her, her designs were always just a little, a little bit out there, Mm -hmm. a little bit further than anybody was like, you can't build that. What did she design? Um, so many things. I know you know one of them In London? Several in London. Is it the gherkin? No. Is it the shard? No. Is it the one that... (laughs) It's like a cartoon cutout? I don't know. We're going to move on. (laughs) Sorry, cut that out. I was like, name other buildings. Uh, You don't know any. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Anyway. Sorry. Her designs were crazy, basically. They were classified as deconstructivist. Because they're just all over the place. There's lots of angles and swoops. And... Movement and people were like, "That's not how you build a building." Uh, She and she was like, "Watch me!" All I think about buildings, buildings. (laughs) So she was, she started to become known as a quote-unquote paper architect because her designs were too avant-garde to move past the sketch phase and actually be built. So for a while a whole bunch of her designs which are really really cool and I will post them on Instagram um they were exhibited as works of art in a whole bunch of like really Uh, famous museums um she had there was a whole thing at the Guggenheim in 2006 but yeah so all of her designs or a lot of her designs were sketches but then she painted them like real high detailed really colorful crazy looking paintings they're super cool yeah, so she went from doing this to her works of art, you know, these these sketches mm-hmm. and stuff being in major museums. And her first successfully built project was the Vitra Fire Station in Weil am Rhein in Germany. And they worked on this building, which is really cool. It's all sorts of these like <clears throat> sharp angles and I think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I took a German, I took a few German classes, and yeah. I feel like that sounds familiar. Yes. That's the first time I remember being like, I feel like that's, that seems like something, because I took German for two years in high school. Mm-hmm. Don't remember anything. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Um, ein bisschen? Mm. Is that, oh, see? Oh, yeah. Ich auch, ich auch. Ich auch, whatever. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I. Oh, I also... <laughs> That's for our German listeners. German listeners. Hey. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Oh no, that's goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Guten Tag. Cassie actually doesn't like German listeners. She wants you to leave. That's why she said goodbye. Do not listen to her sass mouth. Or do. Or do. Whatever. <laughs> you have no choice. You're listening to this podcast. <laughs> so over the course of her career uh, she taught at a whole bunch of places. Um, she taught at Harvard. At her alma mater. The Architectural Association. At Ohio State University. At Columbia. The University of Chicago. And Yale. So teaching all, all the over good the place, places, All the good places. That apparently have really good architecture schools. Didn't know that. Let's see. In 1998... Her design was chosen for the Rosenthal Center for Contemporary Art, which is in Cincinnati. I do know that one. Do you? Visually. Oh, visually. I've never been to Cincinnati. Gotcha. <laughs> it was like, how cincy? Is it interesting? <laughs> never God. been. I don't know. It was the, um, it's the first American museum built by a woman. Or designed by a woman, right? I was Damn. like, "Really? We made it that far into the 20th century." I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> look I guys. Mean. come on. We we just elected we, our first Native American women into Congress. Oh, <laughs> heavens. Uh, because of that, so it was it was from 1998 until 2003. It was being built, and she was the recipient of the Royal Institute of British Architects award. And the American Architecture Award for, for that design, for that building. And then in 2004, like I said at the beginning, she won the Pritzker Prize. So it's this crazy, crazy high honor. And the guy who, I think his name is Thomas Pritzker. He was the final vote on who was getting this. He said, although her body of work is relatively small, she has achieved great acclaim And her energy and ideas show even greater promise for the future. Which could not have possibly been more true. She's absolutely incredible. So basically, as technology changed and we got more use from computers and programs and stuff, she could take these super intricate designs and actually turn them into something. She has done... A ton of projects. Some of her major projects are the Sheikh Zayed Bridge that uh, goes from Abu, Dhabu, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu <Yabba> Dhabi. <Dhabba. laughs> it goes from yabba dabba do. <laughs> um aka Abu Dhabi Abu Dhabi that's a fun one to say (laughs) I'm gonna say it again Abu Dhabi the island to Abu Dhabi like the mainland yeah but it's this gorgeous super super interesting bridge that's got lights and it's got it's got all these shapes all over the place it's the most it's the most interesting bridge I've probably ever seen and it took like 13 years to build it pretty wild yeah very intensive project i don't how do uh, how I, do bridges get built yeah i have no <laughs> idea it blows my mind <laughs> we're a portland-based podcast aka bridge city bridge city i do not know how no all idea of got there. how these bridges came to be we want i mean we watched one of them get built the telecom yeah. bridge yes and sure i did. didn't know how it was happening no And then it suddenly was there and functional, and I was like, oh, how did they get down there? (laughs) (laughs) Where does the water go when they put the things, like the big blocks in the water? Nobody knows. Cut Mm. that out. (laughs) National Museum of Arts of the 21st Century in Rome. Another one of her incredible buildings. Okay. Took 12 years to build. Gone. (laughs) <laughs> down. i even wrote down this is the chinese one that i wrote down the pronunciation of and uh hold give me a second Gan sounds like Ganzhou. <laughs> uh gonzow god that's how you say it gonzow opera house in beijing or no excuse me in gonzow <laughs> There's another one that she built in Beijing that's no. a little further down my list. No. This was her first project in China. She's done a ton of them since then. They're really cool. This one took seven years to build. There's a Riverside Museum in Glasgow, the London Aquatic Center, okay, I which been. was built for the London Olympics. Oh! Oh, I have been you there. You have been there. Okay. You have been there. I've been inside there. You have been inside. You told me about it. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to pay. Listen up, Unless you want to swim. You don't have to pay (laughs) (laughs) to go into the London Aquatic Center. Let's see. The Galaxy Soho in Beijing. That's the one in Beijing. And it's a really cool building. It's a very interesting one. The Haydar Alihev Center in Baku, Azerbaijan. Uh, In fact, so I watched a docu... The documentary that I watched Mm -hmm. that was in French was all about this giant building that she designed and built in Azerbaijan and it's wild there's like in the documentary it says there's like 15,000 panels that go on the outside of this building and not a single one of them has the same dimensions to it so this thing swoops and curves and creates this really gorgeous movement. Mm -hmm. And so each one of these single, every single one of these panels has like different dimensions and has a slightly different shape to it and bend to it. And they all had to be individually made. So we are talking about Jesus, the most amount of work. (laughs) This is, this is not a regular building. In 2012, she was named Dame Commander of the Order of the British Army, so she's oh. amongst the ranks of Dame Judy Dench. Oh, and uh, who's another I Dame? I thought she joined the military. <laughs> she did not. She what was meted, is happening? Basically, but for okay. the lady, she was damed. In 2016, she was awarded the Royal Gold Medal from from the Queen. Her list of accomplishments and awards is a mile long. It's insane. She owned a football team. Which one? Don't know. Oh. She owned a brand of vodka. She had a perfume line and a fashion line. So she was just in it. Whoa. Whoa. I write? That was wild. I was That's... reading that today and I told Danny, I was like, she designed shoes. She was like, let's get smaller than a building. Exactly. And make it to go. To go. <laughs> We're going to make these amazing shoes for $5,000 a pair. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really cool. They're... Like, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, obviously Zaha Hadid designed these. Yeah. Uh, She died of a heart attack in Miami Aww. on March 31st, 2016. She was never married and never had any children. She was never interested in those. In fact... She said, "If architecture doesn't kill you, then you're no good. <laughs> you have to go at it full time. You can't dip in and out Whoa. so she's she's like this is this is what I want in my life. This is the only thing I have a drive and a passion for.. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for for children any of that very super, super focused woman, yeah." Crazy how creative and super smart and just driven she was. Mm -hmm. Blown away. So after she died in since since her death in 2016, there are a whole other a whole other ton of projects that were in the works or are currently being built, you know, that are from her being done posthumously. Her design for the twenty twenty Olympics. Mm-hmm. In China. I think they're in China. No. No? Japan. Japan. Thank you. Sorry. I was I was thinking really <laughs> harder than you said China, and I was like, no, 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 they no, no, just no, no. did that just in did Beijing. That. Yeah. They just had it in Beijing. So her design is going to well, be... Well, they didn't... Sorry. It was 2008, Beijing, and then London, and then Brazil, and then, and then Brazil. Japan. And then Japan. Her, her design is the, the big, huge Olympics complex... That's being built for the 2020 Olympics. Damn. And I just read um, about... There was... She never built anything other than, like, public spaces. You know, big, huge buildings. And, like, the aquatic center Mm -hmm. and stadiums and things that are out there for people to enjoy and go to. Yeah. The only home, like, private home that she's ever designed was finished... About a year ago. A little a little less than a year ago. Uh, it's a big house that's built right outside of Moscow in oh. this forest. And she built it for this man she called the Russian James Bond. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's obviously a very well-to-do man. Yeah. And a philanthropist. His name is Vladislav Doranin. Mm-hmm. And... He contacted her like, I want you to build a house for me. And they worked on it and she designed it. It's got this whole big part that's on the ground Mm -hmm. and this big, tall, like 30 meters, however many feet up in the air (laughs) that is. (laughs) I think it's 90. I could be wrong. Up in the air on this like. Leg. They mm-hmm. called it a leg. And like, almost like an observatory up top. This man wanted to get up in the morning and just see blue sky all around him. So his house is up on this leg above the tree line. He... If an earthquake <laughs> happened... I don't know. <laughs> Look. I'm not a scientist. Um, I, I found two quotes that I liked a whole lot. She said, there are 360 degrees, so why stick to one? And I liked that a lot. Because everything she did was all about movement and thinking outside the box and making things dynamic. Dynamic, yes. Oh, good word. Perfect. And then another one said, would they call me a diva if I were a guy? Of course not. Of course (laughs) not. Duh. However, she spent, obviously, her whole life as an architect as a woman in a field where there are very few, if any, well-known. Yeah. So she's constantly like, I'm not a woman architect. I'm just an architect who happens to be a woman. Bless. Please just treat me like everyone else. Yeah. I'm always going to be an outsider. But I kind of like being on the edge. So just deal with it. I loved it. Uh, also, I just read some read some real interesting news about Glasgow. The Riverside Museum in Glasgow. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, this just in. yes, No, no, no. <laughs> so there's a Riverside Museum in Glasgow. They're going to sell it and they're going to lease it back. Oh. So let me read this article to you so that everybody's... the same page. All right. I found it, guys. Okay. (laughs) I found it. I found it. Don't worry. Okay. I found this article at artnetnews.com. Glasgow Council is selling off major venues, including its Zaha Hadid-designed Riverside Museum, and leasing them back in order to finance 548 million pounds, or $709 million, in claims for equal pay for thousands of women going back decades. Other buildings being mortgaged, including Glasgow Museum's open store and a Norman Foster-designed hall. The council's leader, Susan Adkin, says the deal, which is expected to cost the city around 25 million pounds a year for the foreseeable future, starts to put right a wrong that has damaged the council, its workforce, and the city for too long. Claims will begin to be settled this summer. So they're selling these buildings. They're gonna Damn. lease them so they can back pay all of these women who, who have not had equal pay for decades. About time. About <laughs> time. That is incredible. Damn. That's the news on the Artbeat. So good though. Like it's what a so good step good. For right? a city. And we it's... need to go Glasgow. Can we just get a get a round of applause for Glasgow? They are killing it. They are trying to make up for the time that these women have just been underpaid and underappreciated. There you have it. And that, my friends, is Zaha Hadid. Damn. Damn. That broad's got moxie! <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some of her, like, buildings. Yes, I will post... Some of her famous things on the Instagram because they are just they're our Instagram. so interesting. Yes, on our, our Instagram, Instagram our, at that broad got moxie. That's right. That's also our Twitter and our Facebook. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just so you know, you can fa- give us a follow, see all of our cool pictures. Okay, Kiana, brilliant. Tell me who you're talking about. What's what's the deal? Who is this broad with moxie? <clears throat> so we are. Traveling down to Argentina. Ooh. Did that did that give it away? <laughs> no, I have okay. no idea. Okay. You've definitely heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let me say my sources. So I watched two mini bios, uh, bio bio documentaries on YouTube and it was the spiritual leader of Argentina, Eva Peron. <gasps> Yay! Um. <laughs> <laughs> Made by amazing people and former first lady of Argentina made by bio- Biography. Mm-hmm. And I also read a Mental Floss article and did I got most of this from the Evita Perón Historical Research Foundation. Oh, I love it. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Eva Perón. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina. That came out the year I was born. Did <laughs> it really? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, 9- 1996. When she was whitewashed by Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> About that. (laughs) Well, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Okay, so she was born May 7th, 1919. Mm -hmm. Don't know what sign that is. Taurus. She was a Taurus. She was born to Juana Ebag. Oh, man. So I fucked up. (laughs) Oh, oh. Because just started. In parentheses, Mm -hmm. I have fine pronunciation. Guys, we're gonna do our best. Ava Perón was born May 7th, 1919, to Juana Ibacoran. Iver- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and Juan Duarte. Uh, she is a tourist. She was the youngest of four siblings, and although her father was wealthy, her family didn't receive the benefits of it because it was his illegitimate family. So he had a wife and kids oh, in man. another city, and then he was wealthy, and it was, I read this, it was normal for wealthy men to have two families, but the second family was not afforded the same rights that the first family was. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. But he officially left, she was the youngest, he officially left them when Ava was one year old. He mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to go back to my my first family. My OG fam. <laughs> the real ones. <laughs> and- <laughs> Um, and then, and then he died later when she was six. Because her father didn't give them any support, her mother was the um, breadwinner, mm-hmm. and she worked very hard and did a lot of sewing for her neighbors and other people in the neighborhood. But even then, Ava and her family still grew up in poverty. She, Ava herself enjoyed um, school pl- uh, performing in school plays and reciting poetry. And knew that this is what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So by the age of 15, she moved from her small town and went to Buenos Aires to become a star. To become a star. She wanted to be a star. Um. So when she got there, she joined the Argentine Com- Comedy Company in 1935. Yeah. Which, I didn't know she did comedy. I didn't know either. <laughs> but, and she stayed with the comedy company until 1936. And then... Between the... And then the year after, she joined another few theater companies but only got small roles and really didn't break into the scene until, I guess not too long later, but 1938. Okay. But she was still, like, going between radio and theater and movies and she was just... she's bopping all over the place. Just trying to stay busy and taking what she could. Yep. Boopity-boppity-boopity. Boopity-boppity-boopity. But after five years of putting in her time... She got her own program on Radio Nice. in 1943. Guess what her program was? Oh. Something. Okay, don't guess. Because you're not going to get it. I was like, I got nothing. I have no idea. Um, But she was a voice actress on the biographies of illustrious women. (gasps) That's amazing. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. Because she was, she would actually like voice them. Oh, okay. That's Um, interesting. Let's not do Ava Peron voices. Oh, of course not. Of course not. I don't speak Spanish. I couldn't pronounce her mother's maiden name. So, let's not. You spreche Deutsch. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she ended her radio career in 1945. Why, you ask? Why? She met her husband. Oh. So, let's set the scene. Setting the scene. Because... I'm ready. So what's important to know about Eva Brown mm-hmm. is that while she's loved by many, she's hated by many. Yeah. Because her husband was accused with... He later rose to power, but her husband was accused of being a fascist and a Nazi, Nazi sympathizer. Ooh. Not great. Yeah. Not great.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, <laughs> um, girl. But that's...
0: He's accused of it, so it's not necessarily true. Yeah. Because... It was believed that he, before him, the governments were anti Semitic. Mm-hmm. And then he himself rallied some of the Jewish people in Argentina. Uh-huh. But also, post World War II, it's rumored that a lot of big wigs of the Nazi yes. Party did move to Argentina. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's, he's probably bad. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Isn't that where they found that one doctor? There was, or uh, like an SS general or something. He would he was in South America somewhere, but I don't remember where. I thought it was Argentina. <laughs> you know what? Okay, set the scene of Argentina. Argentina, 10, right now, Argentina and the world. It's the end of World War Two. Okay, for the most part, Argentina was neutral in the war mm-hmm. because there was a lot of German immigrants in the country, oh. but they also didn't want to ruffle the feathers of the U.S., mm-hmm. who were their neighbors up top. But because of U.S. Par- pressure. In 1945, they did declare war on Germany and Japan, but then it, like, immediately ended afterwards. And like many other countries in the world at this point, power struggles. Power struggles. Not a lot of stability. (laughs) It was a changing time into a more modern um, idea of what we should have as politics. And so there was a very clear distinction in the society of, like, Okay, these are the rich people who have things, and then there are poor people who are the have-nots, and the poor people are starting to be like, yo, we deserve some (laughs) haves. Exactly. You got- Uh, Hey, 1%, (laughs) can we get a little shakedown here? Knock, knock, knock. We're here knocking on your door. Give us our fucking money. Right? (laughs) That's what they were doing. (laughs) And then, obviously, rich people want to maintain their power. Mm -hmm. Naturally. There was a lot of that. Step in. Juan Peron, who was like, listen, poor people, love ya. <laughs> love, love me back. I would just like to point out that Canada just threw up a couple of deuces, which was <laughs> the best. <laughs> love ya. Yeah. Well, and he, he gained power mm-hmm. because he was like, poor people, we, we do deserve stuff. I love you. And with Ava Peron, who came from a yeah, second family and was from... super poor, yeah, she was like, listen to him. I was poor, and I'm also a have, because she became rich through her acting, and became even richer through some- her government position, and maybe she was spending more than she should have. Yeah. She had a lot of nice clothes. Sounds about accurate. And so people, like, admired her for that. But, back to the story, I don't know why I got all that far. (laughs) There was a spoiler. She dressed (laughs) real nice, but she came from the block. (laughs) Don't be fooled by the rocks that she got. (laughs) She's still she's still Ava from the block. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's this p- the power imbalance in the country. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Power imbalance. Gotcha. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. There's an earthquake. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um. Juan Peron wasn't yet like the guy, uh-huh. but he was the um, leader of the National Department of Labor, mm-hmm. and was like, okay, this. Earthquake devastated the city of San Juan. Um, 7,000 people died and 12,000 were left injured. Oof. Bad. And I that's think that's a bad one. Yeah. And like 90% of the city was gone. Wow. Oh, God. Earthquakes. Yeah. No bueno. Oh, God. It's a big one. It's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he organized a relief effort as you do with the stars of the day. Yes. Yeah. Ava Perón. Oh, why do I call Eva Duarte. Oh. Star of the day. Star. Radio host. Star power. Um, long story short, they met at this gala Mm -hmm. for the er earthquake um, victims. They began dating. And then that same year, Juan Perón becomes vice president. And Eva Duarte was the the president of a union. Sit in silence. (laughs) With, like, the stars. Like, uh, the movie industry. Oh, okay. Okay. Um... Juan Perón was a key figure in the government and Eva was his right hand but they weren't technically married yet but she loved being in the spotlight obviously she wanted that she was an actress yeah and her standing as really her his right hand was fully realized on the crisis of October 17th have you heard mm, maybe I had I hadn't heard of it. Probably it's okay not to that. say no. <laughs> it's okay to say no. It's okay. It's okay. I have no idea what she's talking about. So a few days prior to October seventeenth, Peron was arrested by his opponents who feared that he was becoming too popular and that the workers and the poor of the nation might stage a revolution. Oh, and it might his his popularity might eclipse the sitting president. Okay. Um, and they were like, "That's not happening. We can't have mm-hmm. that. You're arrested." Yeah, but. He already was super popular, and so the morning of October seventeenth, the workers and poor people of Argentina, also known as Descamitos, Descamitos, which translates to the shirtless ones, okay, because they were so poor they couldn't even wear shirts. They had no shirts. Um, decided to protest mm-hmm. and left their workplace. Oh, they're just like, I'm done. I'm. This isn't right. I'm going to go take to the streets. Deuces. Yes. So they went and... Rise they, up! <laughs> um. So they sat down in Plaza de Mayo waiting for his release. And at this point, it's important to Ava because it said that she organized it. Oh, okay. But it's also said that maybe she was just walking with them. Uh-huh. But then it's also said that she didn't. So she's either... The leader of this revolution, mm-hmm. or she's nowhere to be found. Yep. Gotcha. Which, knowing Ava and like the standing that she had, it's unlikely that she did nothing. That's how so it she sounds. Yeah. She could have been there, but they don't know if she actually organized it. Uh huh. And I don't think she took credit for it, but it was sort of bestowed upon her mm-hmm. by the myth around her because she became such a big personality gotcha. and beloved. Gotcha. And it worked because because this is capitalism and if we're not being productive and <laughs> giving money to the big wigs then what good are we as workers exactly so they were like okay fine and he was released later that night the day after he was released he married Ava oh so yeah girl! she becomes ava Perone immediately and he same day he like married married her boom off the list I, when I was in prison I thought about it. <laughs> Boom! Announces his presidency. Announces oh his my campaign. Gosh. To his he announced that he was running for president. Sure, sure. Because he was like, that's my other thing on my bucket list. I was in prison. I could have died. I could. But these because... are the things that I am going to achieve. Check, check. check Moving. Check. On. Got a hotty wife who's good at doing shit, and I'm gonna <laughs> run for president. <laughs> And Ava campa- uh, campaigned super hard for him, which was unheard of before because this was pre women's suffrage in Argentina. Oh, okay. And women technically were just, like, They're traditionally. Just there. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm the president. I'm a bigwig. Also, she's here. I don't know. Go have some kids. Like, that's what women yeah. were meant to yeah, do. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, obviously. The worst of times. <laughs> um... So, she campaigned super hard with him traveling all around, and she had a radio show, and so she was constantly delivering powerful speeches with heavy populist rhetoric. She's reaching the masses. Yeah. She is. And she's- and one of her biggest strong points, like I said earlier, was her saying, oh, hey, listen, I was poor. I'm one of you. I'm- I was poor. Yeah." Money where the mouth is, we we like poor people. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we love you. You're at the top of our list. Um, his popularity and her campaigning, he hella won. Like hella landslide, landslide, landslide. <laughs> very very much reminiscent to when Alice in the previous episode was like, a hundred of those votes were because of me. Oh yeah, abs. Oh, the only <laughs> love it. Okay. Listen, I'm going to take away these... I'm going to take away Juan's victory. He only won because of her. I'm going to say it. Yes. I... Solid. I'm not a historian. I stand by it. And I read a few articles. I believe you. I'm probably not right. But you know what? (laughs) I'm going to say it. We're going to stand firm. (laughs) And he only won because of Ava. I'm going to die on this hill. Die on it. I mean, don't die (laughs) (laughs) In that stance. We've, we're behind you 100%. So after it was announced she was like, okay I did all this work for you. What's my job now? Which is super unheard of because again be my trophy wife, no speaky. Yeah. But <laughs> No speaky. <laughs> no tucky <talkie-talkie. laughs> tucky. But I mean she already proved that she could do the work and so in 19... 19- she did some other stuff, but I'm gonna skip forward a little bit. Skip, yeah. And then I'll come, I'll come okay. back to what she did. We're gonna this circle time. around. So, 1947. Shortly after becoming the first lady, she went on the infamous Rainbow Tour. I like the sound of a Rainbow Tour. Which when, <laughs> when I googled Rainbow Tour. Oh man, I bet you got some good hits. Well, Kesha's current tour. <laughs> Are you telling me that Ava Peron is actually reincarnated in Kesha? Yeah. I guess. I guess that's what I'm saying. But I like looked up and I was like, okay, historical thing. Ava Peron, Europe. Buy tickets now to Kesha's Rainbow Tour. (laughs) I had to like, okay, back to the search bar. Ava Peron. (laughs) It was a real tough time. And also I thought about going to Kesha's concert. If you go to Kesha's... Go see Kesha, I'll go with you. Oh, I love Kesha. I don't think oh. she's coming to Portland. That's the saddest thing. <laughs> we love Kesha. We stand with Kesha. We stand behind Kesha. Yeah. Yeah. I love Kesha. Mm-hmm. Anyway, carry on. Anyways. This visit, the Rambo tour, mm-hmm. was prompted after the leader of Spain, Francisco Franco, invited Juan to visit. But it was seen as a poor political move because Argentina was trying to improve their relations with the rest of the world Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: there was a wartime quarantine put on them. Oh. And Francisco Franco was the last remaining authoritarian leader in Western Europe. Thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but did you hear that? That little jingle? Yeah. Do you guys have a home phone? No. Okay. We don't. Could be the neighbors. We can hear all sorts of things from their house. (laughs) So he was the last remaining Western European authority or authoritarian leader. So it was a bad luck. Yeah, bad luck. Not good. Instead of sending Juan, though, they sent Eva. Hmm. Eva. 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 Hmm. And instead of just visiting Spain, she visited several other countries. So it wasn't like we're going to Spain because they want to be our allies and they're looking for a a person to love. Gotcha. <laughs> In the international community. I didn't want to say ally again. <laughs> You know, um, everybody's just looking for a friend. Yeah. Including countries. Including countries. <laughs> they, it's a buddy system, guys. We all need a little someone there. Yeah. England's going through some stuff right now. They sure are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she went to a bunch of countries, and this was the Goodwill Tour. Her first stop was Spain. They invited her there first. She went there. They loved her there. And she was literally handing out $100, um, what's the name of their money? $100 Pesta notes to children in the streets. Because they were, they are like, poor kids running around. And she was like, Yes, yeah. $100, $100. And then she was given the order of Isabella the Catholic Award, which is the highest award somebody can get in Spain. Oh. She was like, brilliant. This is starting off great. Next stop, Italy. She met post- Pope Pius VII. And was allowed time to meet with him that is usually allotted to Queens? Oh, yes. well, but was she was not given a papal decoration, but she was given a rosary. Oh, I don't know what a papal decoration is. Neither do I. I'm I not know what Catholic. a rosary is. We'll have to consult that. I also don't know if it's papal. I think it's papal. You're a Catholic. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> Danny grew up Catholic. It it's is papal. papal. All right. We're gonna look at what kind what of it? decorations they usually get though. It has to be just like an award. I'm sure it's probably just some, a pretty thing. Yeah. But she's given a rosary, which is also a pretty thing. That's very impressive. To get, to get that from the Pope? Yeah. Yeah. And she's. That, yeah. So Italy, okay. maybe not as great as Spain. Pretty good, though. But it went pretty well. Okay. Third stop, France. She visited a bunch of famous places, including the Palace of Versailles. And while she was there, she met Charles de Gaulle. And also did a lot of shopping lots of shopping lots who of doesn't shopping. do a lot of shopping in Italy I'm just saying she's in France that's what I it <laughs> <laughs> she was in Italy saw she, the Pope went to France got the clothes and she did a lot of shopping in both places and she was like okay this is fun um oh no actually it went really well and she got to talk after talking she was like okay Argentina will send you two um, shipments of wheat oh. because I think they were going through some stuff because mm-hmm. and World War Two. who wasn't going through some stuff who wasn't and then, she was supposed to go to England, okay. but the royal family said that they wouldn't meet with her, <gasps> because the question of whether or not they were populist and- Gotcha. Was- so they were like, you know what, we're just not going to do it. And she felt snubbed mm-hmm. by this. And so she was like- Yeah. Okay, cancel the trip, but she didn't say it was because she felt snubbed. She was like, I'm exhausted, but like, exhausted of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> i have had it up to here with you England it's been enough (laughs) and so that wasn't great trips becoming less good Mm -hmm. and then her final stop was in Switzerland okay and this was the worst part of her trip oh no while she was there people threw stones at her (gasps) car not her at her car sorry her car (laughs) there was a pause there where I was like they tried to stone her um they threw stones at her car and it did break a windshield But she was okay. But it shook her up, obviously. The obviously? Ugh, I thought Swiss people were supposed to be lovely. Maybe not post-war Swiss people. Maybe they were dealing with some things. (laughs) Well, they were neutral. That's right, because they're such a (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure they were probably going... I... I... Okay. I'm an international studies graduate now. Graduate. And... I know nothing about Switzerland and it's because every time I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this point in history. Uh, yeah, Switzerland just is neutral. They have a whole history that I don't know. Um, she also met with the foreign minister while she was there and people hear people threw tomatoes at her, which, which like, okay, thank you for substituting the sun. Sure. But, um, they didn't hit her. They hit the foreign minister actually, but it splattered onto her dress and she was like, listen, this has been fun. I'm I'm going home. Done. <laughs> yeah. I am so over having shit thrown at me. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So she went back to Argentina. When she, when she got back, she took a lot of notes while she was in Europe mm-hmm. and subdued her style more. And this is when her hair, the like bun in the back, yes. okay, became her iconic style because she was like, "Okay, If I want to be taken seriously, I have to look serious. And she started wearing very fashionable, like, skirt suit things. Interesting. Okay. Sidebar nation here. Peaches. Your friend Peaches. My friend Peaches. Not the the produce. (laughs) Not the produce. My bestie Peaches, his name is John, does makeup and wigs for theater. And they did Evita not that long ago. Okay. And I thought it was really interesting just looking at pictures from the show. I've never seen it, but her having this kind of like gorgeous, big kind of just yeah. like really gorgeous hair. And then at this, at, there's a very big change in her mm-hmm. and I never knew why or what that was for, but she goes from having a very distinct look to going The opposite of that and also having a very distinct look and being like, what happened there? Why did this happen? So that's really interesting. I had no idea. So it was actually very deliberate. She knew how to market herself because Mm -hmm. she went from acting into
1: um,
0: politics. Yeah, Yeah. And so her look kind of before was her as Ava Duarte. Yeah. And then when she got into that more conservative style Mm -hmm. and... At that point, she also started encouraging people to call her Avita,
1: and okay. she
0: was Avita Peron at that point. Okay. I had no idea. This is fascinating. I didn't, I didn't know that either, because I was like, her, she was born with the name Ava, why is everybody calling yeah, her Avita?" Yeah, But it was, it's actually a, um, it's a term of endearment. Oh, it's okay. It's like, it's like what you would call some, a younger person. Okay. Um, but she wanted to be adored as the first lady. So mm-hmm. she's like, call me Avida and also take me seriously now, because... I'm more conservative. Gotcha. Fascinating. <clears throat> I never yeah. knew that. It's really... I, I love it when women in politics all of a sudden are like, okay, you want me to be a certain way? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And you're gonna take me seriously. Yeah. And you're gonna treat me the way that I should be treated. Yeah. And, like, they shouldn't have to do that. But exactly. I love a bitch that wants to get something done. Exactly. And he was like, I will sacrifice my gorgeous, flamboyant ensembles and mm-hmm. hair to make a point. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Wayne. <laughs> um. Okay. So, she's now Evita. She, not in chronological order, she also unofficially took over the Ministries of Health and Labor, where she met... Um, she spent a huge amount of time meeting with poor Argentinians, visiting hospitals and orphanages. And um, at this time, she also founded the female per- per- Peronist Party. The female Peronist Party. Mm. Which is a branch of her husband's... It's... The Peronist Party is a movement in itself. Okay. Um, And it's... And this is just getting the ladies involved. This is just getting the ladies involved. Because she... Before she left for the Rainbow Tour, she was like women's suffrage, we have to get the right to vote. And I think by the time she came back, they did. Absolutely. And this is why she formed the female uh, Peronist Party. Perfect. Okay. And actually, the president? The president of Argentina now, or prime minister, or I think it's still president. The president of Argentina is a a female Peronist Party. Right now? Yeah. Oh. Well. Yeah. And people- People call her the new Ava Perone and she's like please don't. Please don't. She's like don't do that because because <laughs> no, no, no. she holds Ava Peron t- to such a high standard uh-huh, uh-huh. that she's like listen, don't call me that because nobody will be her. Exactly. Um those are some hard shoes to fill. Yeah. They're probably real tiny and real real <laughs> snazzy and real uncomfortable. Real expensive. Real expensive. <laughs> um So she was getting, she was getting so much stuff done that in 1954, she didn't want to be first lady anymore Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, husband, make me your vice president. When you run again, I'm running as your vice president. And she got so much support because people loved her. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it cannot be stressed how much people loved her. Just over the moon. (laughs) Over the moon. About how incredible she was. She has a city named after her. It was a Vita city and it's in the shape of her. It's in the shape of her silhouette. That's bananas. <laughs> like she We're is... going to google this later. We'll put that on Instagram because that's wild. She's loved. It seemed like she would win because she was getting overwhelming support. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, tragedy. No! What happened? She was um diagnosed with cervical cancer. Jesus. And it's actually what Perón's first wife passed away from, so people think he was giving his wife the human papilloma virus. Which then uh, he yeah. didn't know, uh-huh. and then would later give them cancer. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, her health uh, was very poor by this time, and in her final years, she suffered through fainting spells, suffered severe vaginal bleeding, super weak all the time, and in constant pain. So her pre- her she didn't she wasn't on the ticket with one, but he still ran and he won again. Mm-hmm. And at the celebration parade, she was so weak that she had to be fitted with a frame made of wire and plaster because she couldn't stand by herself, but wanted to look like she was. Yeah. So this was fastened on to her so she can stand, and then they just threw a few a huge fur coat over her, <laughs> which is like, damn, like, this is okay. Oh so, it's such a tragic, it's such a tragic thing. But I love that she was like, oh no, I have an appearance to make. you strap me to that board, tighten me in, and then throw a luxurious fur on me. So, I, so I look like the powerhouse that I am. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She was, she was about her, not, I don't want to say like appearance as in vain, Image. but like, a, yes, Image. she was very into her image and how she was received yeah. because she knew the power in it because Absolutely. she came up through oh the movie gosh. scene or the, that scene. Yeah. Radio. And at this point she weighed 78 pounds. Oh my God. Which is my leg. Oh my god. It's very sad. It's just, yeah. Cause yeah. she was in, she was in a lot of pain in the final months of her life. Mm-hmm. And according to some medical records, so they've looked at her, skull and Mm -hmm. she was given a lobotomy. (gasps) No. For the purpose of controlling her pain and anxiety caused by the cancer. Uh And like lobotomies are when you drill through the skull and sever the connection between the prefrontal lobe and the rest of the brain to numb emotional responses and to stabilize the personality. Yeah. It's also sometimes believed that Okay, and also this was done without her consent. Uh, Of course it was. Of course it was. And oh, for Pete's sake! People like okay, Juan was doing it because she was in pain. Yeah. But also, she, without her husband's knowledge, ordered thousands of piss of the trade unions and form a militia prior to her death. And he was he learned about it and was like, she's gonna start a civil war. Like, bad things are gonna happen. And so it might have happened. It speculated alleged let me i'm not we're not saying anything <laughs> for sure this is just what people have if, speculated it's, and yeah. thought of and went mm, maybe it's um alleged that he did it to kind of put her mm-hmm. in a state where she couldn't do mm-hmm. that anymore mm-hmm. okay and that doesn't make it any better it doesn't but no. it it's very who who can say yeah, it's, it's the whole thing is heartbreaking and tra- tragic. Yeah. And it, and that could just be speculation. It could be he was just like she's in a lot of pain because he did love yeah. her. Yeah, he he was doing. <laughs> I I didn't want to say like char- I don't want to make it seem like he was doing a charity to her, but like he was stepping out of his bounds when he married somebody who was from a poor family. Sure, because class structures were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and on July twenty sixth, nineteen fifty two. Ava Peron was announced dead. Ugh. Yep. Gosh. After her death was announced, this is what I'm. I'm gonna read a quote straight from the Avida Peron website. Okay. Um, from the initial silence sprang forth the sound of weeping and the sound of corks popping from the champagne bottles. These sounds reflected the love and the hate that Avida inspired. Wow. Yeah. That is. That's a. That's like. Complete opposite end. There is no gray area in between there. Yep. Um. After she died... Okay, this is... Do you know what happened to her body? Have you heard anything about this? Nope. No idea. I didn't... I didn't go too into this. (laughs) I didn't want (laughs) to... Buckle up, kids. (laughs) I didn't want to go too into this because this is not really about her being abroad with Moxie because this is done to her dead body. Mm. Her blood was replaced with glycerin and... Weird. She... But it preserved her whole body. And she looked like she was um, sleeping. Wow. And she was put in, put into a glass case and displayed to the public. Uh-huh. And. That's what they do with the popes, isn't it? I think they did it to. Yeah, they did Lenin? it to. Lenin? Stalin? I think it's Lenin. One of. Yeah. I don't know, I remember. Um, One of those guys. But they did it to a pope, too. Yeah. That's, Maybe that's, not the glycerin thing, but they definitely put them in a in a big glass box. I'm not to the weird part yet. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> um. So it was displayed to the public and, as a monument was being built to put her, where her body would officially stay. Uh-huh. But, keep in mind, Argentina's unstable at this point. Yeah. A coup happened and oh, no. Juan Perón was overthrown. Mm-hmm and her body was missing for 16 years because the opponents knew how much um, she was valued. You guys can't see my face right now, but <laughs> Her jaw dropped. I am shocked. They went to the point of um, making wax figures of her body and, like, sent them all around to try and... Oh, no! ...throw people off her scent. Oh, my gosh! Um, But it turns out that it was in milan for a few years and was meant to be buried under a fake name but that didn't happen uh-huh juan peron came back into power and was he was given the body back no he wasn't in power yet but he was given the body in madrid with his new wife oh they were like hey fancy seeing you here we got something for you to yeah. take home they're like here oh my god but they were they were looking for her they were looking wow. for her, and they were thankful to get her back. Yeah, um, the body was slightly damaged, so he and his third wife Isabel, who also loved Ava Brown, mm-hmm. brushed her hair, cleaned her body, Ugh. and put it on dis- put it on display in their dining room, which gross. <laughs> Be like, hey, welcome, have a seat at the table. Everybody say hello to Ava. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> All the feelings are happening right yeah. now. Um and it was like that for about 5 years <gasps> before she was buried in her maiden family's tomb in a secure tamper-proof spot. Oh thank goodness. And she's still there today. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Guys, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. All over the world in life and in death. Yes, and still to this day, you already said Avida the musical is still is a musical, right? Yes, a yeah, yeah. Avida the musical is still happening. There's um an Avida museum which I really want to go to, and it's oh. all of her dresses <gasps> and stuff, oh my gosh. and you can walk through and learn about her. And I if, think <laughs> I, if anybody has been there or if anybody knows anything about it, oh, yeah. email us and let us know for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, carry on. Please. Um, I was reminded of her because RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season <laughs> 2, they do uh, Ladies of story like, musical number, Oh, and where they each dress up as a musical number. and Sure. And Roxy Andrews was Ava Perum. Oh, I'm going to have... Guys, Google it. I'm going to have yeah. to Google it. Do it. That's catchy. so exciting. Yeah. Is that why you were asking me if I... Yeah. So, again, <laughs> Kiana and I worked together. And we see each other every afternoon and go, Hi, I can't tell you anything right now. <laughs> but she did ask me the other day, and I was like, No, why? No, 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 it doesn't matter. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend Zeth has been so annoyed with me because uh, I've just been going, I'm Eva Baron, darling, don't you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actress, model, diva, and uh, first lady. <laughs> Bless him for putting up with your nonsense. It's either, it's, usually, it's either that or it's the um, finale from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, no. Oh, boy. He hates me. But he also eats raw potatoes like apples. So, <laughs> we all have our flaws. We all have our flaws. <laughs> like, I say so all the time. And Danny <laughs> gives me this look of just daggers. Just... Daggers to my face. So, again, but, uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but that was... That, that was, was Ava Peron. Ava Peron. Evita. 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 Ava Peron, her birth name... Ava Duarte, her birth name, died. Evita Peron. That's incredible. That's such a good story. Yay! Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. That was episode number Dose. two. We're done. Oh, my gosh. It's wild. This gets crazier every time. We're still working out the kinks, but that was good. I'm so happy with that. Yeah. Yay! I'm glad I did that. (sighs) Okay, guys. Well, you know the drill. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ThatBroadScotMoxie. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever possible. Wherever possible. And you can email us at ThatBroadScotMoxie at gmail.com. Send us your stories about moxie ladies and corrections or suggestions or tell us, tell us about you and what you want to hear and what you want to learn about. So that's it. That's a wrap, guys. Yeah. 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 Stay moxie. Stay moxie. Bye. Bye.